She is still the one and only. Ladies and gentlemen, the 19th Prime Minister of Canada, Kim Campbell. There's a song. There's a song called My One and Only. But, you know, I'm your one and only, but I'm trying to keep myself healthy, waiting to be at the swearing-in of at least number two, and hopefully more than that. Um, after I had political retirement thrust upon me, um, I had time to go back to some of my earlier interests, and there was a burgeoning literature in the 1990s on, in social and cognitive psychology about cognitive biases and the way, the fact the way we think we think isn't really how we think. And it was a great revelation to me to come to understand things like implicit attitudes. So, for example, when I was running, uh, the, the, some of the problems I had were like with the Ottawa Press Gallery, because I didn't look or sound like anybody who'd ever done that job before. When you are not prototypical, when you are not like others who have done a job, it becomes very difficult often for people to overcome their visceral sense that it's, something's not quite right. So you never get the benefit of the doubt um, because people need to reconcile that sense of discomfort they have. And the only way to change that is to change the landscape from which people get their sense of how the world works. And that's why when you are the first in something, whether it's if you're the first woman or the first member of your ethnic group or the first of any kind of group that's not prototypical, there's a few human sacrifices. And when we talk about maybe why there aren't so many second chances, it's because it takes a long time to reprogram those expectations, to make people look at you and say, that's what a premier looks like. You know, that's what a prime minister looks like. And that is why I think this gathering has been so wonderful. It's really been a joy. And I hope we'll keep doing it, you know, over, over scotch in some place. Where... Does that take you back? It sure does for me. My name is Kate Graham. Two years ago, I was lucky to be among those who came together in Ottawa for the first ever gathering of Canada's female first ministers, the women who have led our country, our territories, and our provinces. Uh, today I'm in the company of extraordinary women, and that's very exciting for me. It's the first time we've all been together in this group. The event marked the end of a Canada 2020 project called No Second Chances, an up-close examination of the rise and fall of women in Canada's most senior political roles, told in the voices of the women who have lived it. The project was made possible through the generous support of MasterCard. And you know what? No Second Chances took off in ways we never expected. We released the podcast and were delighted when tens of thousands of Canadians tuned in. We were even more delighted when so many of you reached out to us, telling us how inspiring it was for you to hear female leaders speak openly and frankly about their experiences. Videos from the project went viral. Our events had national media attention. A children's book called Govern Like a Girl emerged from the project released by Second Story Press in August of 2021, with a book for us grown-ups coming out next May. And at a historic gathering in Ottawa in June of 2019, our female leaders co-signed an open letter to Canadians, calling on us to take action if we want to see more women lead. The question that the little girl asked me out in the hall, um, the grade two student, was why 
are women treated so badly? And that's a grade two child who's asking that question. That is Kathleen Wynne, former Premier of Ontario. We've got to understand that masses of young women select themselves out before they're even in a position where they would be thinking about going to uh, talk about being a candidate. They've decided a long time ago that they're not going to be in competitive sports and they're not going to they're not going to run for the student council and they're not going to get involved in in political life in any way. They're going to let somebody else take that on. Why is that happening? What is it that's happening in social media or in the attitudinal issues? Why why do we still have to have me too and times up? Those fundamental issues have not been addressed. This meeting took place at a time when we had exactly zero female first ministers in Canada. Today there are two, Premier Carolyn Cochrane in the Northwest Territories, and as of recently, Premier Heather Stephenson in Manitoba. But, as Alison Redford said, The fact is, we had a long way to go in Canada. And so I think it's really important that as Canadians, we're honest about who is marginalized. Uh, women are marginalized. First Nations are marginalized. Women who are not white are marginalized. And we have to be honest and say that as Canadians, we have to do better. And we have to acknowledge that we have not done well enough. So let's call it what it is. Our progress towards electing leaders who actually reflect the population they serve has been not good enough. We've been talking about this for decades. The vast majority of our top political leaders continue to be older, white, straight men. And the women who do make it to the top are mostly white women. We don't see enough women or even close to enough diversity among women in our top leadership posts. We learned a lot during No Second Chances season one. And the punchline was this, progress will only happen when we demand it. We cannot get complacent. We can't stop pushing. And it requires action from all of us, from all political stripes. Politicos, here's Alberta's Rachel Notley reminding us that me and you, yes, you, have a role to play to demand better. What we need to do then is do what we need to do to make real change and, and find real parity. So please go home to your parties and demand parity at the mic. Demand a results-based approach to gender parity in the nomination process. And fight for equality for women throughout society in meaningful ways. And when we see concrete solutions to a barrier that we all face as women being implemented by another party or even in another jurisdiction, we must do everything that we can to replicate it here. So that eventually enough women populate the highest offices of all parties. So the work we do will benefit all women. You hear that? We have got our marching orders. To see more diversity in our political leadership, we need to seek out concrete solutions that have worked. And then each of us, in the places where we are, across parties, across provinces, across levels of government, can work towards making change. Welcome to No Second Chances, Season 2. So what are other countries doing to address inequality in their political systems? 
Where do we see more representation at the top and why? What's worked? What can Canada learn from countries around the world? Well, that is what we're going to find out. I've spent the past couple of months talking to politicos and experts and journalists and leaders around the world. On Zoom, of course, in classic pandemic-era style. No Second Chances Season 2 is your ticket to travel the world with me, examining what's worked in other countries. Our aim is to share the stories and voices that you may not yet know, but that we think we should be paying attention to. Our first episode drops in the new year, and we'll start here in Canada. We'll take a close look at where we are today, including what has changed over the past two years. And then our adventure begins. You can join me in new countries in each episode, from Taiwan to Chile to New Zealand and more, searching for what's been tried and worked. And we'll learn from some pretty inspiring people along the way. So join me. I'll see you in the Canadian Departures Lounge. Let the adventure begin.